0: Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator.
1: You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurchchurch, or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash gift. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message.
2: I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, have your way. Get the glory. Speak to us now. Stir our faith. That's today's message, how to fix our faith. Stir our faith today, God. Increase it build it increase it build it increase it build it why do we share the testimonies we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony there are testimonies in every seat in this building there's testimonies for every person online and we thank you for that that's how we beat the devil why you already beat him that's how we beat generational curses why our testimony that's how we beat the opposition why our testimony open your mouth and say I have a testimony of what God has done for me. Say, and God is good. Life is good. But I need you to say this with authority. Say, but it's about to get better. Y'all have, come on, say, God is good. Life is good. But it's about to get way better. Eye hasn't seen. Ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered my heart. But faith is going to be spoken today. And I see myself in my future. And I look a whole lot better than I do right now. And I'm good now. But I'm going up. Yeah, King, I'm, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Grab a seat. Our series here, yeah, I feel like going all the way up. Let me just say this, church. When I say I'm not playing with you people, I literally actually mean that. Uh, What I mean by that is wherever I'm going, I need y'all to come with me, all right? Because listen, listen, I'm not interested in trying to set wet wood on fire. So when I say I'm not playing with you, what does that mean? I just need you to come on and jump where I'm at. Why? Because the faster we can get there together, the faster you're going to see it manifest in your life. So here my heart is your pastor. I just want you to see your next 12 be your best 12. I just want to see you break every generational curse. I just want to see your whole family saved. I just want to see you do what they said you never do. I just want to see you become what they said you never become. So can I just get you to open your mouth and say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. Come on, Facebook, type it. Come on, YouTube, type it. There's a lot of people who are trying to throw dirt on you. I'm trying to speak life to you. Don't make my job hard. Don't make what I do hard. I'm trying to get you to your next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to work. Our series is Takoon. To Takoon to means to amend or to fix. We're doing this series after our series from last month, the month of March, which is group therapy because therapy means to heal. After you heal, there's some things you need to fix because you don't want to be wounded the same way again. You don't want to create the same set of circumstances that got you wounded in the first place a second time. That's why whatever you're facing, I need you not to think, oh, I'm going through this again. No, you need to say this may be similar, but this is not the same. Why? Because I've already crossed over. Let's see if you remember this from set it off. I've already crossed over my Red Sea. I'm at the Jordan now. Which means this thing may look familiar, but this thing is not the same. There may be some stuff that seems similar, but it is not the same. The Red Sea was about my past, but the Jordan is about my future. So Sunday we learn how to fix your focus. Why? Because when you lose focus, you forfeit your future. People fail because of broken focus. Can I tell you the people who make it are not the most talented, not the most gifted, not the most anointed, not even the ones that God necessarily picked first. They are the people that know how to focus. Somebody say, I am focused. And Wednesday, I taught you that one of the greatest distractions while you are attempting to focus is how to handle messy people and messy situations. How many of you know that messy people and messy situations, watch me, they are like roaches. They are always going to come out. Let me give another analogy that perhaps you're more familiar with. Messy people and messy situations are like taxes. They always gonna be there. And I need you not to let mess distract you from what God is trying to get to you. Don't let the mess get you off of the message. Do not let people get you off of your square. What's my square, Bishop? It means it's my position, it's my posture. I will not allow a person to get me pulled into their problems, get me pulled into their mess, so that I break my focus. You gotta learn how to smile and keep it moving. You gotta learn how to say, look, I understand you do what you gonna do, but baby, I gotta do what God has said to do. I'm not getting pulled into your mess. I'm not getting pulled into your little funky attitude. I'm not getting pulled. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. If you're not faithful, that's okay, I am. If you're not consistent, that's okay, I am. I need you to say, I won't let mess move me. So today, here it is, I want to teach you how to fix your faith. Why? We live by faith. Watch me, in something. It got quieter in here. We all live by faith. Bishop, i am an agnostic. You've got faith in something. you got faith in you. Bishop, you know I'm an atheist. You got faith in something. You have faith in you. You got faith in and a doctor. You got faith in a system. You 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 have faith in your own sociopathic narcissism. You you think you think that you're the end all, be all, do all. you have faith in something. Somebody say we live by faith. We all live by faith in something. Now watch me, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk, that word walk, that means we live by faith, not by sight. That works both ways. You believe something that's unseen, whether it's good or bad. See, some people have faith in negative things. You're a negaholic is what it's called in psychology. Your faith is literally that everything is against you. People are plotting against you. Don't nobody like you. Everybody got an attitude with you. You literally have faith in that, which is why when you meet people, you instantly project that onto them, even though you've not even had enough experience with them to qualify that to be the truth. We all walk by faith. Somebody say it works both ways. You can literally have faith, watch me, that it ain't going to work. You can literally have faith that it's not going to happen. You can literally have faith that every time you get close, something messes up. But I just think there's somebody in here that says, I've used my faith for negative stuff enough. I'm going to use my faith to see some God-sized stuff in my future. Somebody say, we live by faith. Now, to fix faith, we got to first understand faith. So watch me. What is faith? That's the question of the day. Here we go. Hebrews 11 and 1, New King James Version, says now faith is the substance. So he's about to break it down. You cannot cannot begin to fix what you do not first have a focused understanding of. So let me be very clear. And for those of you who think you are faith experts, watch this message because this is about to stretch what you think you know about faith. Because up to this point, your faith has been used to do some cool stuff. Your faith has been used to do some great stuff. But your faith is about to be used to do some huge stuff. I'm going to say it one more time. Your faith is about to be used to do some huge stuff. See, see, your business did great last year, but it's about to go five times that this. This. <laughs> Oh, okay. Now, faith is the substance. Watch me. Faith is not just belief. Faith is substance, which means you got to show it. Faith takes action. Say, "Faith faith takes action. It's the substance of things hoped for, which means it's not enough faith. Here's what a lot of Christians do. I'm just keeping the faith. Listen, no. What are you doing? Because what you're doing proves what you believe. So don't tell me you want to be a millionaire you only have one bank account. No, you don't. Your substance isn't there. Don't tell me you want new friends, but you're not friendly. Your substance isn't there. Don't tell me you want out of debt, yet you keep getting every card offer they send you. Your substance isn't there. Don't tell me you want your family saved, yet when they look at you, they want to go to hell. Your substance isn't there. Don't Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to say faith takes action. It is the substance of things hoped for. It is the, watch me, things. Somebody say things. Go back. Somebody say things. Things Things is this Greek word. It means pragma. Now, that's interesting because doesn't that sound like pragmatic? Because it's where we get our word pragmatic from. What does that mean? This is tangible, which means my faith takes actions, watch me, based on something pragmatic. What does that mean? Business. Matter, work, action. Now, faith is the substance, which means I'm doing something because I believe something has already happened. I'm doing something because I believe something has already happened. I'm doing something. Because I believe something has already happened. Which means when I prayed for it, that's why the Bible says the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. So when I prayed for it, I started walking toward it. When I asked for it, I started moving toward it. Here's what a lot of Christians do. You pray, but you don't act. You pray, but you don't do nothing. You talk, but you don't walk. But today, you're about to start walking towards what you uh-uh, 915. Somebody say, I'm walking to it. I'm walking to it. <laughs> Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let's go. Hoped is this Greek word, language of our New Testament. It's there on the screen. Elpis, which means I anticipated happening. And I'm welcoming it by preparing for it. Okay. All right. Question. Uh, what, what's it mean? When a woman receives a notice, notification that she's prego, she's pregnant. Right. She's taking the word of a doctor or a test that she's pregnant, predicated upon the word she was given. She then begins to go to prepare to anticipate and to welcome what it is that the word said is on the way. I don't know how to make this simpler. She's preparing. She's out showing people, look at what's in me. But you didn't see it. I didn't have to see it. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. I didn't have to see it when I got the word that it's on the way. Baby, I believed it was on the way. Because early in it, the ultrasound ain't going to show you that. It's too small. And for some of you, you've been letting your ultrasound punk you because it's small right now. But do not despise the tape of a small beginner. Something big is about to be placed in your... Based on what the doctor tells or based on a doctor's word, or some, not even a doctor, a test you bought at Walgreens. It's amazing you'll believe CBS, but won't believe Christ. I ain't going to say that to me. Based on that, you then you telling everybody, hey, we got a child on the way. Based on what? Based on the word I was given. Mm-hmm. So what are you about to do? You don't wait until the baby gets here, and says now let's go shopping. Y'all do this thing called a baby shower. Which means let's rain some stuff on something that's not here yet. Let's get some stuff prepared for something that's not here yet. And for some of you, you keep saying, as soon as I see it, I'm going to do it. And God says, that's why you ain't never going to see it. I need you to baby shower. Let's go. I need you to get this thing ready based on the word that I already gave you. That's why you come to church. Why? To get a word about what's about to manifest in your future. Somebody say, I anticipate it. And I'm welcoming it. Watch me. (laughs) Substance of things hoped for. The evidence. The evidence things hope for. Pragmatic things hope for. Remember, things hoped for. Pragmatic. So this is practical. Right, right. Got it? So, so this means my faith is designed to bring things to me. You'll catch it in a minute. Uh, now watch me. That thing could be your family saved. That's your faith. That thing could be being out of debt. That's your faith. That thing could be having a relationship, watch me, that it ain't got to be Icantina all the time. Let's go. That thing could be you getting your mind together. That thing could be your low self-esteem not messing with you in your future. Anybody got some things in this building or online that you want to see manifest in your life? I pray that you don't fall victim to thinking that you got everything God can do. Cause some of you say, "Bishop, I got everything I need." And what you don't understand is because you're the son or daughter of the Most High God, it ain't about what I need; it's about what I want. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. The Bible says He'll give me the desires of my heart if I delight myself in Him. And because He's first in my life, God can trust me with whatever I decided I want. And because I decided I wanted and I keep it first, it's all right for me to have it. It ain't just about having my needs, man. I need you to open your mouth and say, "I'm in overflow." The evidence, now here's the problem with this word evidence. Evidence means I am collecting something from the scene of a crime or an event, which means, say evidence, it's not about to happen, it's not getting ready to happen, since this is evidence. Get all right. When did it happen? When I open my mouth and pray for it, God says, that's done, that's done, that's done, that's done, that's done. Bishop, give me some scripture to back that up he told uh, he told Daniel Daniel the day you prayed for this I entered your prayer it just took me 21 days to get it to you but the moment you asked for it God said yes I need everybody to open your mouth and just put what's in the atmosphere somebody shout there's a yes in the atmosphere say it again say there's a yes in the atmosphere this is evidence I'm going to get which means I'm like a CSI crime scene investigator. All I need is a little bit of evidence to decide what already happened. All I need is a little joy to decide and the rest of my days will be the best of my day. All I need is a little bit to decide what's on the way. Because when we go to the scene of the incident, we are able to collect DNA. Let's talk. The DNA says that this unique strand of DNA is unique to this individual, which means what's in my future, I don't have to be concerned about what's in your future, because there's DNA at my scene, (laughs) and that DNA belongs to me, (laughs) let's go. Which means I'm not competing with you, I can celebrate you, why? Because it's a different set of DNA at your scene than it is at my scene. I need you to learn how to celebrate other people while getting yours. I need you how to learn how to praise God for other people while getting yours. Can I get you to release a praise not for you, but for somebody on your road, for somebody online with you, for somebody watching? Why? I got my own DNA at the scene of my breakthrough, at the scene of my situation of things not seen. Look at the screen yet. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm welcoming it. When I prayed for it, I started preparing for it. Here's what many Christians do. You pray for it, you do zero preparation. You wait on God to do something and God says, well, well, listen, how could I send the baby that I said and you ain't even got no crib for it? You ain't got no space for it? And you don't have room for it. See, some of you, watch me, the moment you prayed for it, that was your cue to go prepare for it. And your preparation is, watch me, your preparation is your faith. Shut up. Your preparation is your faith. Your prayer wasn't your faith. It don't take no faith to ask. Have you ever had some people ask you for some stuff and you were like, you bold to ask me for that. It doesn't take a lot of faith to ask. Here's where the faith comes. Now that I've asked for it, I need to prepare for it. That's your faith. What have you prepared for? Don't tell me you're believing God for a better job and you have not prepared. You have the same set of skills, you have the same sloppy attitude. Y'all ain't gonna talk so much preach hard now. You have the same somebody owe you something. Don't nobody owe you Jack. Don't tell me that you're preparing for better, yet you serve with no excellence. Because the way you serve him is the way he's going to serve you. <laughs> Let's go. The Bible says, he that honors me, I will honor. So Now, faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things. What? Not seen. Everybody on three, holler yet. One, two, three. Yet. So what does faith do? What do we get from that verse? Faith takes action. James chapter 2, verse 17. So faith by itself. So just believing by itself. If there's no works to go with it, what does the Bible say? It's dead. Would you expect if I pay close attention, if you were to go, just go with me here for a moment, to a cemetery? Would you expect if you honked a horn for anybody in the cemetery to respond? <laughs> now I know, like Bishop, that's wild. I know I needed to be just that wild, so you get the point. That's what you're doing when you say you have faith, but you put no works. God is honking the horn, but you dead. He's like, come on, let's go. But because you didn't prepare for it, you ain't even ready. So when the horn gets honked, watch me, you still trying to get out to bed, still trying to get ready, but if you stay ready, you wouldn't have had to get ready in the first place. Open your mouth and say, I'm taking some action. And put a time stamp on it say, in the next seven days. Faith without works is dead. 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 Don't say you're believing God to have a better body. I'll move on. I'll move on. I'll move on. All right, let's go. So we all come. We all come preloaded with the same amount of faith. Because here's what some people think. Man, that person got a lot of faith. You ever looked at somebody and said, "Ooh, look at their faith." God, I wish my faith was like that. Only four of y'all gonna tell the truth? Wave at me online. Ever looked at somebody and said, Ooh, look at their faith? Ooh, God. See, don't be mad at somebody who has more because they do more. I, a lot of times people like to throw rocks at people in high seats, but you don't know what they do to get those seats. We all came preloaded because God's not a respecter person. So it would be unfair if you and I came to the earth and he gave me more faith than he gave you. It would be unfair if you and I came to the earth and you had more faith than me. Like how then are we able, if he's no respecter of persons, what does it mean? Now let's be clear. He is a respecter of order, protocol, and position. He's just not a respecter of a person. Bishop, what do you mean? Let me distinguish that because sometimes church people use that as a way to uh, justify disrespect and dishonor. No, let me help you because you need some help. He says, watch me. He says, he says, David says rather of Saul. Saul is the king. Saul is trying to kill David. Literally, David would come and play, play. David would come and play and when David would come and play, David would play. The Bible says he would play the harp and as he would play or a similar instrument to the harp and then when he would play, there was a distressing spirit that would leave King Saul. Saul, watch me, didn't like David, and there's a whole lot of reasons he didn't like David. So Saul would be sitting on his throne, and while he's sitting on his throne, he would grab a javelin, and David just over there playing, and Saul would get real ticked. You ever got real ticked off? Uh Uh-uh, let's stop. I need the real people in the building to talk to me. You ever got so mad that in your head you snapped? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Have you ever gotten so angry that in your head, like, you went and, like, you, you beat their head to the white meat. Like, in your head, you just snapped. Saul snapped. So when Saul snaps, he takes his javelin and he throws it at David. Now, watch me. David, David, when he throws, so I'm throwing it at you. Boom. Watch me. David would move. He, I'm a, well, I ain't going to throw it at you. Well, I'm going to throw it at you. You got you to gotta go. You got to go. All right. You ready to go? Boom. There you go. Okay, there you go. Got it? Everybody watch. Now, you would think David would say, I ain't going to put up with that. I'm grown. David said, no, he's the king and he's God's prophet, which means even if I don't understand why he's snapping, I honor who he is and what he is. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. So Watch me. David says, touch not my prophet. He was talking about King Saul. And do my anointed no harm. In other words, he said, I don't understand why he want to kill me. But listen, evidently there's something in that I need. So I will not put my mouth on him. I will not disrespect him. I will not dishonor him. And watch what would happen the next day. So you think the next day Saul come out and David ain't there. Saul came out on the throne the next day. And David right there. In the same position. Because God says, David, I can trust you to be faithful even in the midst of frustration. I just want to ask who in the building and who online. but well, God can trust you to be faithful even in the midst of frustration. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. But open your mouth and say, I will be faithful. Let me just clear that up. It was David who said, don't you kill Saul. Even though Saul been trying to kill me it was david who said let me hear you say one foul thing about saul i will snap your neck even though he wanted to snap mine which is why David got elevated, because David could be trusted with positions of power. Sometimes you're tempted, watch me, everybody, sometimes you are tempted to do something to see how you would would deal with that situation had you been in that position. Let me say it another way. David, if you cannot handle this, you cannot handle the throne. So this is an audition for your future. And for some of you, you've been auditioning for your future. And I'm here to tell you, the director called and said, you got the part. Who's the director? God, I need you to hear me. Somebody said I've been auditioning for my future. And I found out today at church, I got the part. All right, let's go. So here we go. We all came preloaded with the same amount of faith. Romans 12 and three, look at this. It says this. I say to everyone not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. In other words, some t- people start thinking, well, you know what, it's because of my talent. Not really, not really, not really. The most celebrated singers aren't the best singers. The most celebrated musicians don't play that well. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. In America, uh, the most celebrated preachers can't preach. Not talent, not skill, not looks, but faith in something. He said, don't get it twisted. It is not your talent, your skill, your looks, your abilities, your predicate. It is not that. So don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. He says, but to think with sober judgment. Why? Each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. In other words, say the measure. The indicates it's the same for everybody. He says, so there are some people you see that you may see having achieved something. And he said, don't think it's because of how talented they are. We live in a generation where you can literally get on YouTube and talk about other people and become a celebrity. Y'all ain't going to talk? We live in a generation where you can literally do a dance move on TikTok. You can skate on TikTok and chew bubble gum and people say, ah, ha, 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 He said, don't think it's talent. Don't think it's skill. Don't think it's looks. But faith. Everybody shout faith. Now, what's, here's the question. So then, what's the same measure of faith that he gave to us all? Here it is. What's the measure of faith? That's the question. Say, what's the measure of faith? I'm going to teach it, and we're about to go up in a minute, but I need to just teach it so you understand what it is. Matthew 17 and 20, he said to them, because of your little faith, now this indicates faith can grow. It starts, and I'm about to tell you what it starts as, but say, but it can grow. For truly I say to you, if you have faith, here it is, like a grain of a what? what? If you have faith, like a... Not a grain of mustard seed which means I don't even need the whole pack I just need one oh let's go somebody say one thing will change everything I'm going to see if I can get you to open your mouth and say this year one thing is going to change everything for me so let's look So what is a mustard seed? Look on the screen. They're one millimeter in diameter. Before when I taught faith, I'd actually brought them in and I would show you how small they are. In fact, at the 1115, I'll I'll show you how small they are in person. But I put it on the screen for you today. They're one millimeter in diameter. So it only looks big on the screen because it's been blown up. It's been focused. (laughs) (laughs) It only looks that big because it's been focused. There's some of you were, instead of on your faith, you are focused on what you don't have, what's not right, what's not going the way you want it to. And so that's why it looks so big. But if you would blow this up, then I hear me, then it would look much bigger than your circumstances do. And watch, watch how it works. Why did he say like a grain of mustard seed? Whenever the scripture uses that terminology, it means study that thing to figure out how this thing works. So it says you need faith like a grain of mustard seed. So it's small. Small in scope, but big in hope. Abraham, go to land I'm going to show you. People go. People move every day. Watch me. Abraham, take one step. That step, one step. That step, one step. That step, one step. He says, I need you to take one step, Abraham, and step by step by step by step, you'll eventually be where I said for you to be. It's small in scope, but it's big in hope. Why? Because all you know is uh, the land of Haran, which means dry in parts. You don't know what it is to do well. You just know what it is to struggle. So it's small in scope because it's not that big of a deal. All you're doing is moving. It's not that big of a deal. But but it's big in hope because you're moving from what you know. Y'all with me? All right. All right. It takes three to ten days to germinate. Now, which means you're not going to actually see it begin to do anything for at least, watch me, Three to ten days. Which means once I start taking action, what's the first thing I'm gonna see? The same thing I put. So some of you will say it's not working, it's only been two days. You haven't given it time to germinate. What if your seed is a seed that's going to take the full 10 days before you see anything? What does that mean? Before I see anything different, it's going to take a minimum of 3 to 10 days to see something different. Don't you give up on day 9. Because here's what a lot of you have done. You You did one thing. You planted your seed. And then the next day you uprooted it. He said, well, evidently I'm not going to get it because they ain't called me back yet. (laughs) Evidently God don't want me to have that. If you don't... Closeth thine mouth. (laughs) You ready? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Before any change happens, it's going to take three to ten days. Before anything happens, and it's only germination. It's not growth. What does that mean, Bishop? The first part of the tree is going to bust out. That's all that's going to happen in three to ten days. And for some of you, watch me. But, but what did I just get when this happened? Evidence. Y'all ain't going to talk. I'm going to preach to myself because evidently the people in this building can't hear me. Watch me. All I needed was this little bit of evidence to tell me to keep going. This little bit of evidence to tell me to keep it moving. All you needed was a little bit of evidence. And only if it's placed in these three conditions, cold, dark, and moist soil. So once I pray, I begin to prepare that preparation is my action and when I'm doing that, the first thing I feel is cold. What does that mean? First thing I feel is isolated. Watch me, let me tell you why. Because you're the only one that's preparing. Cause that's your word, not your neighbor's word. That's your word, not your son, not your daughter, not your cousin. So you feel cold, it feels isolated cause you're the only one prepared. Everybody else dancing while you getting prepared. Everybody else at the party on a Friday night while you're preparing. Everybody else is traveling while you saying, "Let me get my stuff together." I know you're traveling, but I'm stacking. I know you're traveling, but I'm stacking. Why? I'm preparing for something. So then, next, dark. So I got this action. Watch me. It's gonna feel cold. Then dark. Say uncertain. It's gonna seem stupid. The opposite of faith isn't fear, it's certainty. Please stop posting this stuff, that's not Bible. Starve your fears and feed your faith. That's not Bible. In fact, fear is your indication it's time to use faith. If there's no fear, I don't even know when to walk by faith. Well, Bishop, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Sure, he didn't give it to us, but that doesn't make it the opposite of faith. No, You just got to starve your fears. Please be quiet and read your Bible. Just stop. Fear, watch me, the opposite of faith is certainty. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, uncertain. Evidence of things not seen, uncertain. Watch me, it's evidence, but I wouldn't there when it happened, so I don't know exactly what happened. I'm just choosing to believe what happened based on the evidence I collected. You got it? Because you can look at that same evidence and that be a stop for you. And somebody else can look at that evidence and say, it's a go for me. Somebody else can look at that evidence and say, I can't do it. And you can look at that evidence and say, we can. Let's go Bible. Let's, let's look at the scripture. Moses sends 10 or 12 spies to spy out the lamb. 10 of them come back and say, we looked at the evidence. It's a no for us. Two of them say we looked at the same evidence. It's a go for us. I just need to know which one are you. Are you the no or the go? Online, you type which one you are. Are you the no or the go? I'm in the building. Just answer. Are you the no or the go? I'm gonna need you to answer on three. One, two, three. What's your answer? Look at this last one. So it's uncertain. It's like it doesn't really make sense. And then look, it's moist soil. Now, this is a good part, which means at some point in my preparation, I am going to shed some tears and get emotional. Now, for those of you non emotional, non sh- uh, 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 tear shedders, <laughs> I was gonna say Ted Shears, but that's what I'm trying to say. Tear shedders. you say, I don't do all that. I'm not emotional. That's fine. Here's the deal. Uh, watch me. But in your process of faith, your seed isn't ready to show any evidence until you've gotten emotional in your preparation process. <laughs> Let me see if I can give you an example until you didn't got angry while you preparing until you didn't want to cuss some folk out while you preparing, where are the real people at until you have felt like giving up while you're preparing until you got emotional in your preparation you ain't ready but for some of us here's how we know we're ready while we're preparing that that soil got moist while we're preparing we got emotional while we're preparing we shed some tears where y'all at Y'all still with me? That's the only way it even shows you some evidence. I need you to catch this. The only way it shows you evidence is you have to feel isolated, you have to feel uncertain, and you have to get emotional about your preparation. Once you do those three things, then the seed says, I'm going to show you some evidence. Then the seed says, I'm going to show you some progress. And I don't need a whole lot of progress. I just need to see a little progress. And for some of you, God says to you, he says, you've not even been paying attention to your evidence because you're busy watching everybody else's commentary about your evidence, watching everybody else's evidence. I need you to go check the scene of your incident because you got some evidence there. Open your mouth, say there's some evidence there. So here it is. Y'all still with me? I just want to teach it. Are we giving faith? He says, all right, let's look, Matthew 17, 20. He said to them, because of your little faith, For truly I say to you, if you have faith the, um, like a grain of mustard seed, so like, I just taught you what that is, check this out, you will say to this mountain. So now faith speaks. Faith says something. Faith is not quiet. That's why I always have you open your mouth and repeat things because, you, listen, you, you are not, you ain't going to just faith it in your heart. And I can't stand when I hear people say, just have faith in your heart, bro. Like, shut up. That's not Bible. You just gotta have Christ in your heart. No, nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Faith opens its mouth and says something. Based on what? The word I got, and I started to prepare for it. Faith says, it ain't always gonna be hard. Faith says, and my next 12 will be my best 12. Faith says, I see myself in my future, and I look better than I do right now. Watch me. Faith will even say, I'm not getting out of debt. I am out of debt. Why? It already happened already. Faith says, they ain't getting saved. They are saved. Why? It already happened already. You'll say to this mountain, what is mountain? It's a metaphor for a difficult thing. So take this out. So my faith is used for difficult things. You don't need your faith to go get a car loan and you have an 800 credit score. You don't need no faith for that. I'm just seeing, hoping they come out with it. Stop. That requires no faith. right? You don't need your faith for a home loan when you got an 825 uh, uh, mid-FICO score. You understand what I'm saying? I need y'all to come up out the 7s, come on up to the 8s. Lay your hands on yourself and say, my credit score starts with an eight y'all ain't even going to faith with me. Please open your mouth say, my scores, all three of them, start with an eight. Right? That doesn't require faith, though. Right? That's like me putting my finger on this, on this thing here and I'm just hoping that this works. I literally programmed it so I know when I put my finger on it, it's going to open. Right. And if it doesn't open, Apple is... They only got one more straw. For all my Android lovers, y'all been apparently doing some kind of fasting and praying. <laughs> Trying to work witchcraft. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah. Faith says to something difficult, you don't need faith for what you can do. You heard the testimony. He didn't need faith. The rules say you can't do this, which means I need faith for this because the rules say I can't do this. I don't need faith if I check every box. That's why for some of you, what God's about to do, he's like, you didn't even ask for it. You didn't even pray. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You don't check every box, but I'm about to do it in your life. Open your mouth and say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. Faith says to this mountain, this difficult thing, it says move from here to there. What does this mean? From here to there, which means I, told, I saw where I wanted it to be. Which means I have to see something that I don't see yet, but I have to see it in the spirit so I can call it in the natural. Okay, all right. Which means, watch me, I know you work customer service now, but you want to move up to the C-suite. So I need you to see yourself sitting at the boardroom. I need you to see yourself sitting at the board table. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I need you to see it. Whatever it is, I need you to see it. Because you can't tell the mountain to move from here to there and you don't know where there is. That's why I have you say things like, and my next 12 will be my best 12. What am I seeing in my next 12? My best, which means what I have lived has been good, but it's not my best yet. And it will move. In other words, he says the difficult thing will move for you, but you got to tell it where to move, and you got to know where you want it to move. That, that's like just saying, "Lord, just, 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 Lord, just touch." Okay, well, you don't. Need, what do you want to touch? Well, just touch me, Lord. Where? Because the last time He ta- touched Jacob, Jacob ain't been walking the same ever since. You got to be specific about the touch. Right? Look at this. And nothing. I need y'all's faith go all the way up right here, and nothing, and nothing, and nothing, and nothing and nothing will be impossible for Say your name. God says, I'm sick of you asking me for possible stuff. I didn't give you faith for the possible. I gave you faith for the impossible. I gave you faith to do stuff they say can't be done. I gave you faith to... Here it goes. You're a line crosser. You're a boundary breaker. You're a history maker. I gave you faith, for that. Say nothing will be impossible for me. Look at the screen. Over time, because that mustard seed has to grow. It's quiet in the church. Let me, let me give you one more, and then I'm almost done. Luke 17:6. I just want to make sure we get this. Luke 17:6. And the Lord said, so here's Jesus giving essentially the same parable, but he adds something to it. Dr. Luke is a physician. Doctors pay attention to details, hopefully, that others do not pay attention to. Now, if you watch uh, any reality TV shows, you've seen these shows where sometimes they're doing surgery and they forget stuff in people. Which really isn't the doctor's fault. That's his support staff's fault because they're supposed to keep a checklist. They're supposed to follow the checklist to make sure that everything that went into the person came out of the person. We know we have four of this, we have ten of this, we have five of this. And if we didn't get that count up out this checklist, we can't sew them up yet. I pray that your support be able to actually bring support. I pray that your help actually helps. And the Lord said, if you have faith, like a grain of mustard seed. We got that part. Look at this, though. It's different. Because, see, in in the scripture we just read in Matthew, he says, you'll say to this what? Mountain. Now, this is a different, different telling. Watch this. You could say to this mulberry tree, well, look at that mulberry tree. That ain't no mountain. You can see the fruit on one part. You can see the tree on the other part. He says, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted by the sea, and it will obey you. First thing I want you to do, let's start at the end. Plant it by the sea. Everybody looking on the screen? Everybody looking on the screen? Yeah. All right, check this out. it would be planted by the sea. Notice the mulberry tree is not next to water. Which means you can tell something to manifest for you in a region it should not manifest for you. You gonna care. See, you keep saying if I just was over here, it happened. Well, that's true. Here's faith. I made it happen where it's not supposed to happen. Lift your hands and say it's gonna happen for me where it's not supposed to happen. That's why some of you live in Denver. Why? There are certain things you're not supposed to be able to do here. Certain things, if you're a certain race, certain color, you ain't supposed to be able to do here. But God says, you're going to be the mulberry tree. You're going to do it where they say it shouldn't be. All right. Y'all still with me? Let's go back further. Say to this mulberry tree. Why did he say mulberry tree? I want you to see what the mulberry tree represents. You ready? Wisdom and patience. (laughs) So when he says mulberry tree, he says, listen, I need you while you're preparing to get you some wisdom. and I need you to be patient. Can I take it further? The mulberry tree, watch me, the the Romans used it for medicine. Now, if y'all don't shout off of this, I'm just going to stop right here. There's more, but I can stop right here. Just telling you. I'm finish it at 11.15. Y'all gonna shout? Yes, sir. He said, Bishop, why do you need to shout? Because I'm gonna teach something. <laughs> and when you get taught something good, you shout. All right, all right. I remember one time I was sitting down with Bishop Bright. Y'all know Bishop Bright? And uh, I sure remember where the directors We were sitting down and we were eating a meal and, and he was excited about what he ordered. And um, you know, normally i you know, I may eat, but I don't shout, you know. His food came and he said, ah! <coughs> I said did you just shout at this table he says this food looks amazing and he's a chef and a foodie so you know he's paying attention to stuff I'm not paying no attention to I'm going to tell you what he did he set the food down I look at mine and I'm like right, cool let's get to work he look at his "Ah!" I'm about to feed you something I need you to shout when I feed it to you okay The Romans, which is the time Jesus came to the earth, the Romans had occupation of where the Hebrews lived. Pay attention. They used the mulberry tree as medicine for your mouth and your lungs. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to back that thing up and I need y'all to get it because I'm over time. The reason Jesus references the mulberry tree is because he says, y'all know that this tree gets used as medicine. Because your faith, watch me, I'm going to need to put some medicine in your mouth because your mouth is going to need to match what your faith Your mouth is going to need I need to give you some medicine because you speak too negative. You talk too negative. You say stuff you ought not say. And I need to give some strength to your lungs. What does that mean? Endurance. You are not gonna die. You are not gonna give up. You're gonna have endurance. Open your mouth and say, I have endurance. You can be strong but not have endurance. Your lungs control your endurance. So if you suffocate while you're trying to do it, you won't endure. But I need you to open your mouth and say, there's medicine in my mouth and in my lungs. Say, I have endurance, I speak right, and I'm patient. So here it is, last two pieces, and we're out. To fix your faith, because that's the title of the message, increase your faith. All right, we're going to go back to teach for two minutes. Say, my faith needs to increase. Bishop, how can it increase? So where does it start? I just showed you, like a mustard seed. But as you grow, your seed need to be bigger. As you grow, some of y'all should have some water. Some of y'all should have avocado seeds by now. You know, I, I, I need you to kiss this. Say, my faith, needs to my faith needs to increase. Bishop, how do I know that it can increase? It's right here 2 Corinthians 10 15. But our hope is that as your faith increases, this means faith can increase. So there's two ways that it increases, and then we're done. And Wednesday, I'm going to teach you uh, about this, this resistance one. First one is resistance. Two ways, resistance. Say resistance. Mark nine twenty two. And it is often cast him this man is talking to Jesus about his son. His son literally is a lunatic. Lunatic means one that is controlled by lunar cycles, which means he literally is at Uh, of the direction of the season, Mm. at the direction of the wind, Mm. at the direction of the day. Mm. When the moon moved this way, he moved that way. Some of you all, watch me by technical definition, in your past, you've been a lunatic because depending on what the day gave you, it decided how you acted. (laughs) That's what lunatic means, you're controlled by the lunar cycle, by technical definition. it has often cast him into the fire and the water. Check it out, he tries to drown himself, he tries to burn himself. He tries to drown himself. He tries to burn himself. He tries to drown himself. He tries to burn himself. He tries to drown himself to avoid his problems. He tries to burn himself so that he doesn't have to deal with his problems. To destroy him. Now take this out. This is an old situation because it's been happening to this uh, for him since he's been a little boy. So it's an old and a new 911 situation. Look at what the man says to Jesus. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and what? Help us. 23. And Jesus said to him, watch Jesus. I, Jesus is so petty and I love it. If you can, please pay attention. Jesus checks the guy on the spot if you can do anything. In essence, he says, do you know who you're talking to? I'm going to need you to come again and come correct because I ain't your friend. I'm not your partner. I am king of kings, the lord of lords. and the rest. If you can. In other words, God was offended that the man was saying, if I can do anything. In other words, he says, you ain't seen me heal all these people yet. You ain't seen me feed all these people yet. I have been making the way since before you needed a way to be made. Why didn't your son drown? I kept him. Why did he kill himself in the fire? I kept him. So you got the audacity, the unmade to it to the intestinal fortitude to ask me if I can? If you can. Man, bye. Look what he says. (laughs) I love that line. If you can. And I could see Jesus looking at him like. In essence, you don't even know who you're talking to, which explains why you ain't talking right. All things are possible for him who believes. Say all things are possible. possible. For For him who believes. Say I believe. The man evidently believed because he went to ask. What was his action? Bringing his son at the house. And knowing people were going to be looking at him. Knowing he might jump into some water. Knowing he might jump into a fire. Knowing he might holler, scream, and act a fool. See, some of you watch me, you won't walk by faith because you don't want to be embarrassed. Now realizing your rep ain't that good in the first place. Let's go. (laughs) I'm not worried about being embarrassed by somebody else. I need you to lay, open, lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm not worried about being embarrassed. Because my faith will not fail me. Come on, 915. Say, I'm not worried about being embarrassed. My faith is about to work. That was his action. He, he was like, I'm talking to Jesus. So he says, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. That was his prayer. His action was he brought his son to him, risking embarrassment. Because, you know, some of you, what goes on in this house stays down. So, all right, I'm bring him out here. You know, he can't, he act, you know. Everybody know. Leave him over there. Give him his little game boy and leave him over there. All right? Everybody watch me. Watch me. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Immediately, the father of the child cried out, I believe, watch the second part, but help my unbelief. Here we go. What does that mean? It's a critical, urgent war cry due to resistance. Come on, you'll catch it. He said, listen, there's a part of me that believes, and there's a part of me that's seen it like this for so long. I don't even know if it can change, but there's some resistance, but that resistance built my faith. He's been like this since a child, but since you're here, it can get better. It's been like this for six months, but it can get better. It's been like this for a year, but it can get better. Somebody say, thank God for resistance. It's a war cry, y'all. Some of you, hear me, hear me, hear me. God says... I haven't heard you, so that's why I keep increasing the resistance, because I haven't heard anything from you, so watch me, it's kind of like at the gym, you ever notice when people put a lot of weight on, they start making noise? Like when the weight's easy, but when it get heavy, (laughs) oh, I'm like, what are you over there doing? In other words, they're saying this resistance is heavy and I got to make a noise so that I'm able to handle the resistance. Your praise is your indication that the resistance. I got to finish, so let's go to the next one. Through what you hear. Now, this one's going to shout me. Had to do my Bishop Bright shout. Romans 10 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. So my faith increases or my faith grows by hearing the word. If the only time you're listening to a message is on Sunday or Wednesday, your faith isn't strong. You gotta get several of them every day. That's why you need the podcast, you need the app, you need the replay, you need the YouTube. Why? Because listen, yeah, I heard it on Sunday, but listen, by Sunday night, I already need some more. Mm -hmm. I heard prayer on Monday, but by Monday, Tuesday morning, I need some more. I heard Wednesday night live Bible study, but by Thursday morning, I need some more. Why? Every day of the week I gotta feed my faith. And if I feed it, somebody say it's gonna Mm -hmm. grow. Here it is. We're going home. Mark 5:27. It says this. This talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Y'all ready? Come on, we got to do this thing. We got to do this thing because I gotta go. She had heard reports. There was a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. For 12 years, the issue—the woman bled out literally, and she went to doctors. They couldn't fix it. She tried new relationships. They couldn't fix it. When you study what happened, the woman entered into an inappropriate sexual relationship with the man, and that's why, according to Leviticus, she had this flow that she could not stop because it was a design to show her don't mess with people like that no more. Y'all ain't gonna talk. In other words, she's in a situation she got herself in, but God. See, part of your faith is even the stuff you got yourself in. Your faith is what's going to get you up out of. Let's talk. And the Bible says she had heard reports. She heard reports. She heard reports. She heard that other people get, uh, got healed when they touched his garment. Okay. She had heard the reports about Jesus. She had heard the reports about Jesus. She had heard the reports about Jesus. She heard somebody else shifted their income. She heard somebody else got out of debt. She she heard somebody else was a better Christian. She heard somebody else was a better servant. She heard the reports. What does that mean? When When she heard it, it built her faith. When she heard it, it built her faith. When she heard it, it built her faith. And she came up behind him in the crowd. Stop. She said, if everybody else can heal by touching him. Let me reach too. Because if he's no respecter of persons, even though I'm in this mess because I got myself in this mess. If he's healing other people, I believe the same God that did it for them. I need y'all's faith to go up. Say he's the same God that's going to do it for me. I don't need you to touch nobody, but I just need you to point at somebody around you. Say same God, 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 same God. Sometimes he exposes you to what he's done for somebody else. Why? To build your faith. He lets you see somebody else do it so it can build your faith. And the woman said, if even I touch his garments, I'll be made whole, which means she heard it. Then she started saying it to herself, which means now i heard it twice. God spoke once, twice did I hear it. That's what it means. I heard he was doing it for Darlene. I heard he was doing it for Shirley. I heard he was doing it for Ricky. I heard he was doing it for Bobby. I heard he was doing it for Tyrell. I heard he was doing it for Jose. I heard he was doing it for Pablo. I heard he was doing it for Trevor I heard he was doing it for Billy I heard he was doing it for Roshika I heard he was doing it for Tanisha I heard he was doing it for Mercedes y'all ain't gonna talk to me I heard he was doing it for somebody else and the same God that did it for them on three open your mouth and holler same God one two three the same God that did it for them he gonna do it for me she said if I touch his garments, <laughs> I'll be made well, too. <laughs> and you know what happened, don't you? Watch your action. Watch your action. Watch your action. Uh, y'all got all on white, so you ain't gonna work. Here, you're gonna have to be my woman with the issue of blood. Because all the ladies got on stuff that they need right for the lymphatine. All right. She's gonna be my, my fellow with the issue of blood. 'Cause see, he's no respecter of person. What does blood represent? Life. You got some life issues. So the Bible says, there's this big old crowd around Jesus. Watch what. Watch what punk faith would have done. It's too many people. Matter of fact, stand back up. I'm, I'm, about to, I'm, I, I'm, about to, I'm about to be out of here. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. What, what, watch, what, watch what punk faith would have been. What do you mean punk faith? Where your faith used to be. Because there was a big old crowd around Jesus. Jesus had all his entourage around him. He had Peter named him. Y'all know Peter was a thug. So Peter was, Peter was like, back up. He already healed 12 people today. There's enough healing going on around here. He didn't already laid hands on everybody in the church. What more you want the man to do? He didn't preach, he didn't greet it, he didn't kiss babies, he didn't do- what else you want him to do. So she walks up on the crowd. Watch me. Some of you all you think that the crowd, watch me, is your indication to cancel. It's too many people. I'll come back later. It ain't gonna be there later. It ain't gonna be there later. I need you to open your mouth and say, do it right now. Uh-uh. Say it with some authority. Y'all type it on Facebook. Type it on YouTube. Type it on Harvard channel. Say do it, right do it right now. Has he seen the crowd? Watch me. Bunch of people around Jesus. You look at the crowd. Punk faith would have said this ain't for me. If God wanted me to do it he would have made it easy. You a lie. If God wants you to do it often he makes it harder just to see what you're going to do. Open your mouth and say my, my faith is not punk faith. Say, I got persistent faith. So what does she do? She says, I can't walk up on him. I can't fly up over him. See, I need you to have a mentality like your pastor. I'm going to find a way to get it done. Stop telling me what you can't do. Find a way to get it done. Find a way to get it done. Say it. Find a way to get it done. She says, I can't fly over him. I can't get through the crowd. The only way to get to him is get low with it. And a lot of y'all get low when you're dancing. A lot of y'all get low when you was back in the clubs. I need you to use that same skill set, and I need you to use it with your faith. I need you to get low with it. I need you to get humble with it. I need you not to be too prideful, too arrogant. That's why you ain't got what you want with your arrogant stuff up. Open your mouth say, I don't have punk faith. You better have a faith of a thug. You better have the faith of a spiritual thug. What does that mean? I'm going to find a way to get what I want. So she gets low and she says, look, this is my only way. She said, but I ain't studying these people. She comes up on them. Jesus is preaching. Peter don't see her. Thomas don't see her. Because watch me, when you get low, that means you're under the radar. I thank God, don't nobody know your name yet. I thank God that you didn't make it to where you wanted to get to yet. You've been under the radar getting healed. You've been under the radar making progress. You've been under the radar. So she getting to him. Jesus preaching. Jesus talking. Hey, be here. Be here. Hey, hey, be here. Be here. All of a sudden. Be here. Be. Wait a minute. Who laid their hands? Who touched me? Peter's like, Peter's like, you got all these people around you. What do you mean, who touched me? He said, No. Y'all came at me. Somebody touched me. Y'all came easy. She came with the faith of a thug and I don't mean that in a negative way she just said I can't get over him can't get through him let me get low which means I don't care if I gotta start from square one I'm not too arrogant some of y'all are too arrogant to be blessed because you think you've arrived you think you know that much you think you've accomplished that much boo what you need in your future is bigger than what's in your present I gotta quit because I'm out of time I got a quick amount of time. If you came in late, you weren't able to sew, get that ready. You want to sew the seal, get that ready. I got to finish, and you got to get that ready. We got to multitask. So watch. Jesus looks up and says, who touched me? Peter's like, what you mean, who touched you? You got all these people around you? Everybody touching you. I told her you need to put up a perimeter and go one by one and lay hands on the people. You didn't want to do it that way, sir, and so now you got all these people up on you. I told you, you needed them shields up. It's coronavirus. You need the shields up. He said, no, nah, somebody touched me. He looks over at the brother. We changed the story. Because some of you men, you read that story and think it ain't you. It's you today, man, sir. It's you today. It's you today, son. It's you today. Watch me. He says, uh, what happened? The Bible says she told him everything. I had met this man 13 years ago. It seemed like it was going to be amazing. It seemed like it was going to be great. And then it got real crazy. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk. She confessed her sin. What does that mean? Therapy. (laughs) She confessed. And watch what Jesus says. He says to her daughter, your faith has made you whole. You came to me to get well. I'm about to make you whole. What's the difference? If all I did was fix your issue of blood, you'd still have a thirst for men. I will bust your... If all I did was make you, if all I did was make you well, you would still have the issue that created the problem. In other words, I'm not just going to give you therapy. I'm gonna give you tacoon. I'm not just going to give you therapy. I'm gonna fix what got you screwed up in the first place. Open your mouth and give them a shout right there. So look at he says to a daughter we're gonna change the story son your faith you ain't just not gonna have your issue of blood you're not gonna have your relationship issues no more you're gonna be thirsty no more you're gonna be inconsistent no more you ain't gonna invite low people in your life no more matter of fact your taste is gonna change the kind of people you want around you is gonna change your taste is being elevated you coming up off of fast food and about to get you some sit down stuff you Say, Lord, fix my faith. Say, fix my faith. If you're in this experience, in this building online, I got to quit. Did y'all get some out of this work? If you're in this building online, you need to become a Christian. Today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you're not been faithful. Today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Third, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. I want you to be sure today. Nothing but love for you. I know I preached a little strong today. That's because I just need your faith. I just need your testimony to be sent tomorrow. Give Hear my heart as your pastor. I just want your testimony to be next. Say, my house is next. Just become a Christian. Recommit yourself, Lord. I'll be sure. In the building, hands up. When I count the three online, do the hand wave emoji. Just say, it's me. One. God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in the building. Online, say, it's me or do the hand wave emoji. Hallelujah. I see you. I see you. Come on. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me because of this belief, because of this confession. This is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Thank you for fixing my faith. What I hear, (laughs) my God, say what I hear and resistance are necessary to increase my faith. I don't have punk faith. I'll find a way to figure it out. I'll find a way to make it happen, and my next 12 will be my best 12, in Jesus name. Amen. Take out your phone, text Decision to 55498.
1: Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time, or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word Decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision, and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you, and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life.
0: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
2: Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as...
0: As easy as pie?
2: Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or bin.
0: As easy as a stroll in the park.